We are Tuesday. Going to be analyzing the lyric. Which lyric are we going to be analyzing? Well, uh, ABBA. Dancing Queen. Do, 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 dee, dee, da, da, da. Hmm? Yeah, ABBA. ABBA has a strong presence in the music world, for those of us who have uh, heard the radio. Uh, and so uh, I thought it would be uh, quite interesting to kind of look at um, one of their more famous songs, I suppose, or commonly well-known songs in their discography. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing today for our session. On Tuesdays, we do analyzing the lyric. By all means, please check out the, the show notes to see how we go live from Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. And each day has its theme. And uh, before we get into it, consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. Freedom community over there where you can support the Added Souls ministry through the Maya family as we labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada. And um, yeah, that stuff. Analyzing the lyric, ABBA, ABBA, Dancing Queen, many memories, many memories with that song. Uh, it would play often, obviously, um, and still does. It's just a memorable song that uh, is stamped in the canons of our lifestyle, I suppose. Uh, been decades in now. More of the upbeat pop music genre, I suppose, uh, but uh, nonetheless, in my circles anyways, it was respected and listened to. We had the albums, you know, we had the cassettes and then the CDs and then the MP3s and then back to the records. Um, in mom and dad's collection of records, uh, ABBA was there. Uh, I remember it very well. I still remember the cover, and back then it was kind of awesome, right? Because you'd listen to a record, and you'd pretty much look at the images, the artistry of the album covers, and inside the sleeves, and you could follow with the words, you could read the words, and just truly immerse yourself into the music, and allow the charm of the tune and the poetry of the rhyme uh, to um, give you much joy or uh, give you, you know, those stamps of um, historical moments, if you will. And now these songs, they, um, they're almost like the time machines, right? They bring us back to a certain moment, perhaps. Some desirable moments, uh, maybe, but some not so much. Uh, all that kind of stuff. ABBA, Dancing Queen. Um, I like a great many of their songs. Um, you know, the greatest hits, if you will, of course. Most famous. Um, but um, we didn't have any problem listening to them as uh, in our rebellious youth. Uh, we'd have Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Metallica, uh, you name it, you know, some pretty hard stuff, ACDC. And then all of a sudden we'd have ABBA and we just didn't see a problem with that at all. Like, uh, <laughs> we just liked ABBA. There was something to it. There was a sound to it. And, uh, when we started, uh, going out clubbing, uh, to the dance, uh, locations and over here, you had a strip main street strip where you had uh, various locations of dance and, and uh, club nightlife yeah oh man wow yeah 
I still remember the names. You had Spankies. Yeah, that, there you go. There's a name for you, Spankies. You had the Cosmos. Uh, there's another location. And you had Ziggy's. And uh, you would find ABBA songs played there nightly uh, during the nightlife of the the... Uh, the evenings in which we would be found um, downtown Main Street, you know, drinking alcohol, dancing, and finding girls. And that's the kind of music that would be played. And ABBA was certainly a strong one, dancing queen. And prior to even our clubbing days, uh, we were already being weaned into uh, the coming of the clubbing days at school with our public dances. You'd find uh, Dancing Queen and a great many ABBA songs there as well. But if you, I mean, if you didn't live a Gentile life, per se, um, you could still enjoy the music. It didn't mean you had to, you know, uh, drink alcohol or go out uh, into the nightclub life or anything like that to enjoy the music. Uh, but for us, we did. We had parties and we went clubbing and we did all those things. And ABBA was part of that, um, part of the collection, if you will, the mix of the music for the uh, festivities of the day and the evening. And so it plays a, a pretty strong part in my thoughts, going way back, as I mentioned, to mom and dad's record collection and uh, the thoughts of my youth, you know, in the 70s. And uh, it continued in the 80s and 90s until this day. It holds um, a part of our lives in the memory of the tune. And my kids listen to it too. And my daughter most, mostly likes... Uh, likes those songs from ABBA, you know, because it's songs about boys who like girls and stuff like that. But um, you keep it governed under the decency of Christ-like behavior and understanding, and um, your kids will be fine. They can discern right from wrong, and they can know or choose to know what their conscience will allow and what their conscience will not allow. And, um, yeah, ABBA's just a big part of that. Speaking of the band, let me just add them to the screen here so you kind of get a, an image of how we remember them. Uh, they came out with an album once again, or some songs, not too long ago. Uh, I didn't really, I mean, I heard a few of them. I didn't go too deep into that uh, because, again, my memory of them is way back there in the 70s, right? So um, there we go. That would have been ABBA. Boom. There you go. Many of us remember that. More of the dancing stuff, right? Like pop, disco era stuff. Uh, they were real big. And um, they remain a, a huge multi-platinum selling uh, artist. Uh, because again, there's everything coordinating together in the field of the music genre. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is, uh, as we do on Tuesdays, we're going to read a bit of uh, the song, right? and uh, the context behind it, and then we'll look at the lyrics and kind of formulate and analyze the interpretation in accordance to, of course, the context and the way they designed it. And that gives us further insight uh, to know what it is we're listening to and why we're listening to it or, or whatever. So uh, by all means, please consider following, subscribing, liking, sharing, give a comment, all that kind of stuff really helps uh, the Added Souls ministry move forward. Consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. You can support us there. There's also the PayPal option. And you can also reach out to me if you need a physical address. Good stuff. Over at, uh, where is it now? Yeah, right there. So, AmericanSongwriter.com. 
there's one of the location, one of the websites at times that I will go and check out for the meaning of a song or to, lo- to, to know a bit more background. And a great many of these artists that I share with you on Tuesdays, uh, I know them fairly well. Uh, I've been listening to them for a long time. Some of them uh, I have uh, looked into or read the books, the documentaries, uh, and uh, the reasons why they operate with the songs they, they perform or write, stuff like that. Sometimes just to get a, a bit of a, perhaps a deeper sense of uh, the background, uh, we, we find ourselves looking at websites that have had interviews with them and things, uh, things of that nature. So americansongwriter.com in regards to Dancing Queen by ABBA and the behind scene of it all says, and I quote, Few songs are as universally beloved as Dancing Queen by ABBA. Whether you're at a party, at the grocery store, or singing into your hairbrush, it's impossible not to sing along when you hear Dancing Queen. Uh, Young and sweet, only 17. With a catchy keyboard-driven melody and drawn-out seductive lyrics, Dancing Queen perfectly captures the euphoria of falling in love on the dance floor. And again, for some of us who have been Gentiles in our past life, we've been on that dance floor, haven't we? With the disco ball and all the lights and uh, the, the smell, the ambiance, the landscape, the entourage of the club life, the disco, the, uh, the elements of the night with all the various characters you will find there. And uh, to some of us, of course, this nostalgic presence of the mind when we are captured back into this this historical moment of our uh, <laughs> or the, the 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 moment of our lives in which we we embrace that kind of lifestyle and um, it holds memories um, some good some bad some indifferent but yeah I understand it quite well hearing dancing queen on the dance floor over at Ziggy's in the 90s now, probably, um, when we were young and dumb and getting drunk and chasing girls. And there was a, oh, how should you say, a magic to it, right? A, A magic to the scene when you're on the dance floor with everyone dancing and everything. And it kind of sticks with you, of course, now, within the realm of Christianity, such locations and practices uh, are sober-minded to understand. We, we, we are sober-minded to understand uh, that there's a lot of destruction. It's a, it facilitates a lot of sinful thoughts and behaviors and practices that lead to a lot of pain in life. You know, you're young, you're 20, you're at the club, you're meeting boys, you're meeting girls, everything's pleasurable you know the fleshly desires are amped and they are being satisfied with these momentary laps of uh, of experience but um you keep going and after a while the years pile on the decades and uh, it's it loses its luster and you're found with an ocean of a lot of a lot of pain you know a lot of pain but to its end we're looking at the song and where it's coming from and uh, here, of course, descriptive over at americansongwriter.com. Dancing Queen. So the songwriting process to it, it says, and I quote, Dancing Queen was written by ABBA guitarist Bjorn Ulvaeus. And I don't even, I can't pronounce that. But anyways, Bjorn Ulvaeus, Ulvaeus, something like that. And uh, keyboardist Benny Anderson. 
in the summer of 75. One year before I was born. Yeah, I was born in 76. One year before I was born in 75. They had written a good hook for a dance song, but didn't quite know where they wanted to take it. So the song was heavily inspired by George McRae's disco hit, Rock Your Baby, and the drum beats on Dr. John's album, Gumbo. With the working title, Boogaloo, Ilveus and Anderson worked on the song together for months before showing it to the rest of the band. Quote, We knew immediately it was going to be massive, said ABBA singer Agnetha Volkswagen. I don't know, man. It's just I can't pronounce the word. But let's just say Agnes, okay? Agnetha. Uh, In fact, the first Ulvaeus and Anderson... Or the first time Ilveus and Anderson played, uh, played Dancing Queen for the rest of the group, Anidfrid Lingstad burst into tears. Quote, and that was before me and Agnetha had even sung on it. She said, quote, I knew it was absolutely the best song Abba had ever done. You are the Dancing Queen, young and sweet, only 17. Dancing Queen, feel the beat from the tambourine. Oh, yeah. So ABBA recorded Dancing Queen in 75, about a year before its initial release. They held the song so that it would come out right before their fourth album, Arrival, sensing that it would be a hit. The first single, Fernando, There was something in the air that night that stars were bright. Fernando. <laughs> man, oh man, we used to trip, man. We used to trip and dance and love that, that, that kind of music. <laughs> we were disco. It was funny because you would think us hardcore rock and roll guys, you know, um, <laughs> Metallica, Black Sabbath, uh, would never like be on the dance floor and, you know, Dancing Queen. <laughs> we were. Well, I was anyway. I could. I couldn't care any less if anyone had a problem with it. Uh, we we did though. Me and my buddies. We used to listen to that disco stuff, and we loved it because well, it made us made us boogie, and we loved the sound. Really, we did. It's just the the the, the musical ensemble of uh, the tune was just very captivating. So the first single, Fernando, was released in March 1976, and the band waited until August uh, to release Dancing Queen to build excitement for the album in October. You know, it's uh, good uh, marketing skills here, you know, capitalize on the prize. And that's good. I mean, that's a music business. But for we artists, it's just like, we just love the sound. We just love the the lyric. So worldwide success, obviously. Dancing Queen is a phenomenon. It's a thing. It it got Michael Jacksoned. You know, it's just big. Boom. So Dancing Queen first debuted, debuted as a single in Sweden on August 15, 1976. When the song was released to the rest of the world a few days later, it was an immediate hit. Just as the band predicted, like they knew it, and some some musicians they know it when they when they create a, a, a project uh, and they they recognize the value, they know they're like this is something, this is something. It's gonna be huge. Sometimes it's just like Black Sabbath, paranoid. You know, we didn't know what to do. We had to fill the album. There was a song left. We just there you go, paranoid. Finish with my woman, cause she couldn't help me with my mind. There, done song. 
they they never knew it was going to be like the staple song for the Black Sabbath era, you know. But it, it there there was. But for ABBA with Dancing Queen, they knew. They heard it. They looked at it. and They're like, yeah, this is this is something. This is something massive for sure. So the single topped the charts in 15 countries, including the United States. Of the 14 ABBA songs that have made the top 40 in the U.S., Dancing Queen was the only one to hit number one. Swedish Europop was not particularly popular in the U.S., but Dancing Queen strongly resembled one of the biggest genres of the time. Disco! Disco Inferno! Burn, baby, burn! Especially since the song is about dancing at a discotheque. The joyful meaning resonated with many American listeners. And it also resonated with a lot of us Canadians over here in uh, cannabis land. Cannabis. I think he means the plants. No, he means the land. We enjoyed the music. We northerners, we pagans, we heathens, we Gentiles. We just love the music, and we love to dance, and we loved the mingle, and uh, the presence, of course, of that whole uh, disco era was strong. And again, we rock and rollers, we country. I mean, we we were deep rooted in in, in rock and roll and in country. And uh, most were like, "Get rid of disco. Disco's it's it's blasphemous. Get rid of this nonsense immediately." You know, we need Merle. We need Waylon. We need Angus. Get rid of this blasphemous disco. And most thought that way. I didn't really have that thought. I was like, man, I can, man, I can BG. I get this stuff. I get it. I love to dance. And the songs, again, for the Gentile mind of those, those of us who got snared in the, in the realm of narcotics, if you will, getting high. I want to get high. Uh, that kind of music just hit right. It just did. And me and my buddies, we loved it. So we ran with it. And uh, we were involved with the whole dancing thing. I mean, if you're going to a dance club and they got disco, I mean, it just seems to match the whole fit. You know, you're softened by the, the um, uh, how should I say, the spirits of the night. So then it speaks uh, of legacy. The article continues over at americansongwriter.com. While the original version of Dancing Queen is still the most popular, several notable covers of the song have also hit U.S. charts. When Naya Rivera and Amber Riley covered the song on Glee in 2011, it charted at number 74 on the Billboard 100. Blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about that stuff. What else is it saying? Not much. Okay, so we got a bit of background there to it. What's it about? It's about going out out of the disco and finding boys and girls and dancing and having a good time at the dance club. That's what it's, is it? I mean, to an innocent eye, like for instance, my daughter listens to the song. She has an innocent eye to it. It's just like, oh, it's very surface. It's about a boy who likes a girl or a girl who likes a boy. Uh, and um, when you keep it there, it's innocent, really. Uh, for those of us who dove off the deep end there, of course, it gets a bit more complicated, doesn't it? But now let's go to the lyric and have ourselves a conversation about that, shall we? Because that's what we do. We analyze the lyric. Please consider subscribing, following, liking, sharing, give a comment. Please consider supporting the work over at addedsouls.locals.com. So here's the song, Dancing Queen, and the lyrics start off with, Oh, you can dance, you can jive, 
Having the time of your life. Oh, see that girl. Watch that scene. Digging the dancing queen. You start off. I still remember it very well. We'd enter into the club location, the disco, and we'd get there early. Why? Because we had a problem with alcohol. <laughs> and so we wanted to be there early to get our drink on. And we did. And so we'd be there early, usually sometimes the first. And we get to pick the best plot, the best locations too, you know. Uh, the music's bumping, the lights are going. And the um, atmosphere is getting ready. And you start seeing the lineup form. The lineup's forming. We got our drinks in our hands. And uh, it gets filled real quick. You know, if we'd appear, if we get there around, I don't know, eight, eight or nine, uh, you're having drinks, you're having conversations, you're laughing, talking, doing this, doing that. Uh, next thing you know, a few hours pass and it's a jam and you know, the place is packed, the place is packed. And so, um, now, you know, you play the observer you're like, Oh, okay. Let's just start to see here. You got to wait till the alcohol hits strong enough for you to go dancing. Right. And so you're looking at all the girls. You're like, Oh, which batch of girls should we, uh, sometimes we, we go there with girls, obviously, but sometimes we wouldn't. And sometimes it was just with friends or whatever, but, um, yeah, let's scope out the scene. You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life. See that girl? Watch that scene. Digging the dancing queen. Oh yeah, she she stands out. She does. <laughs> I was the uh, I was the other <laughs> I was the other perspective to the scene. You can ask my buddies. I was the dancing king. I could boogie. I could. I'm sorry. I just could. I had the moves. I humorously move around now and make jokes, and sometimes I'll upload it for you guys to have a laugh at, but I could boogie. I could get down, man. I could, and I enjoyed it very much. I've been doing that for a long time. My parents could put records on, and I'd dance. Keenan, my younger son, he's, he has that germ in him. We put music on, and he just wants to dance. I'm like, I know. got to keep it contained, though. It can be dangerous. So he can spot the girl. She's like, oh, yeah. She can boogie. She can move, man. Got my eye on her. Friday night and the lights are low. Friday nights and then Friday night and the lights are low. <laughs> Looking out for a place to go. Where they play the right music. Getting in the swing. You come to look for a king. Aha. What do you think we're there for? I can't understand sometimes some, you know. That's the purpose. A disco is a designated location designed purposely to have boys be with girls and girls be with boys. And sadly, yeah, boys with boys and girls with girls. Although that kind of stuff wasn't really taking place in my time. I'd be scared to walk into a disco today. But back in my day, it still had the boys looked at girls, girls looked at boys. And there was the location where we matched, right? Where we found, I was looking for the queen, the dancing queen. And the dancing queen, well, she was looking for the dancing king. And sometimes, you know, when the stars were lined up right, the constellations, uh, the two would be at the right place, at the right time, at the right hour, at the right location of the dance floor. And we'd lock eyes and we'd begin to speak the language of movement and we'd get closer to each other. And there you go. Ta-da!
digging the dancing queen. Anybody could be that guy. Night is young and the music's high. With a bit of rock music, everything is fine. You're in the mood for a dance, and when you get the chance... You are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only seventeen. Dancing queen, feel the beat from the tambourine, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a memorable song. It holds a great many memories. Certainly, certainly it does. I know it does. And so, uh, what are they speaking about? Well, for those of us who have lived a bit of life in the Gentile world... Uh, they're speaking about boys meeting girls, girls meeting boys on the dance floor of a disco at the club life. We lived the club life. Oof, man. What, I think it was about, I started around 18, I think. Well, now 17. 17. Yeah, we started going at 17. I mean, we, we had already been going to uh, the uh, public school dances and proms and stuff. So we were, the public school had already you know, um, prepared us for this one. I mean, that's what the whole public school dance thing is for. That's why you go to public school dances is to get ready to when you go clubbing. That's what it's there for. It's paving the way. You know how John the Baptist paved the way for the Christ? Yeah. Public school dances pave the way for club life, discos, honky tonks, wherever. Yeah. Because that's where adults go, right? Sure. So that's what's going on. Uh, you can, of course, see it from the perspective of corruption, which there is there, no doubt. No doubt. Or you can see it from the perspective of innocence. It's just a young girl, young boys, getting to find each other and perhaps find the right one. You won't find them at the disco. <laughs> Though in this song, it's for that momentary um pleasure you know it's just for the night it's that and, and it, there is pleasure in it obviously i mean it's difficult to describe to those who have never experienced it but there is a tremendous dopamine rush and a f sense of fulfillment and great amped joy when you are under the influence of drugs and alcohol with beautiful girls dancing and the music's right, and the DJ's playing that song, and the, 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 the colors of the night, and the, the, the smoke, and everything around it. It's a trap. That's why, that, I mean, that's why people go. If, 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 if you think they go there because they're going to get tortured all night, I mean, you got it all wrong. No one would go. There's a reason why it's very, very popular. It shouldn't be. Now, of course, I mean, looking through the lens of Christianity, no, it shouldn't be, obviously. <laughs> we know the damage that comes from those locations. But there's a reason we went there. And I went there, man, uh, probably from, well, the heavy club, I suppose, heavy clubs. I've been going into clubs when I was even underage because I used to DJ. That was my first line of business, DJing. I loved music, so why not DJ? So they had me entering uh, parties and club life locations uh, because I played the music. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, that's me. I'll put your song on. <laughs> so I stayed there probably in the, heart, in, in, in the club life around 18, yeah. From 18 to 30. Well, from 18 to, I don't know, I suppose 30, yeah. A good... A good strong decade, I suppose, there. 
that we were like there all the time, me and my buddies. Like we'd be there all every day, almost every day. From 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 the not busy nights to the very busy nights and everything in between. It was just part of life. So this song is obviously uh, hardcore to that end. It was just a part. It was. It, it brings you back there. Anybody could be that guy. Okay, we got that one. You are the dancing queen. You can dance. You can jive. Having the time of your life. Ooh, see that girl. Watch that scene. Digging the dancing queen. And then she continues. The lyric says, you're a teaser. You turn them on. Leave them burning. And then you're gone. You know, you give them, uh, again, the dancing king, the dancing queens, you know, those who truly love and embrace the movement of the body with the music in coordination with rhythm. And some couldn't, man. <laughs> Most of my buddies were the hold a drink, you know, probably a double rye, double rye on rocks with Coke. I preferred 7-Up. I preferred, I, I mean, I did Coke for a while, then I got... Uh, I did Coke for a while. I'm speaking of the beverage Coke. And yeah, we did Coke as well, the other kind. And so you had the double uh, rum or the double rye and Coke, but then I got sick on that once and that was a horrible experience. And then I said, let's try it with a, a Sprite or a 7-Up. And that was the, that was it. That was like, yeah, double rye, 7-Up. So you had a double rye with a 7-Up with a straw, the big thick straw. So you could drink the thing in two shots. And then you had the beer because you had to, you know, rinse stuff off. And then you're on the dance floor, and most of my buddies were just like the bouncers, you know, just bouncing. I was the boogie guy. I was like John Travolta on the, on the dance floor. So I had to put my drinks on the side there and have someone watch it and then go boogie. But yeah, that's what's taking place there. You, you're a teaser. You turn them on. You're speaking the language of the eyes, the movements of the body. And uh, there's a spell, I'm telling you. <laughs> you can captivate girls. Uh, there's a power there. And the girls knew they could do that to the boys. It's called, um, how should I say it? The enchantment of the lust, the fleshly desire, and how you can control someone's mind who is simple or naive or new to the mix. Things like that. You're a teaser. You turn them on, leave them burning, and then you're gone. Hey, that's not fair. Well, it happens. Looking out for another, anyone will do. You're in the mood for a dance, and when you get the chance, you are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. Uh, you can dance, you can jive, and that continues, so on and so forth for the song, and um, there it is. That's how. That's that's what it's about. Nothing too deep here. <laughs> Nothing nothing that we uh, can take five hours of theory with. Um, the story of a young girl, story of a young boy experiencing life. It is godlessness. I mean, what do you think the world does? It is godlessness. It is practicing things that are going to lead to a great many sorrows. We can look at this now. right? I can look at these moments in my life, these songs, in my mid-40s now, as a Christian and see uh, the deception in it, of course, in how we live that life. But I can also see, uh, with strong conscience, how the song can be still entertaining or enjoyable today, having memories. You don't, memor you, you don't go back to those locations and yearn to be in sin or to live in sin. I don't, no, not at all. You can certainly recognize the pleasure that was in sin and the damage that came about it or the consequences of it. 
later on in your life and why you should not have been there at the disco is getting involved with fast women and fast men and getting drunk and doing drugs and because now we have to live life as damaged goods if you will scars in the mind and on the flesh of all those years that we spent in vanity and pride caring not my lord was crucified well now we live quite a different life and my children are being raised to understand this kind of stuff that's why i think it's so valuable because if you can learn it and not live it but understand the wisdom from these uh um well how should i say i don't know how to word it properly to understand the wisdom from it, having not lived in it, is so valuable because it's much better that someone tell you, don't touch the burner, it'll burn you, and you don't touch the burner, than you be the person touching the burner and saying, ow, that burnt. Well, the smarter of the two was the one who heard that it would burn him and didn't touch it. Sadly, I was not that sharpest tool in the shed. I was like, touch fire. Oh, yeah, it burned me. Well, we can pass this information on to our children where they can they can recognize that, yeah, you know what? We, we don't want to go to locations that are going to cause us a lot of damage in life. And first and foremost, even to that end, of course, we don't want to do anything that's going to hurt our Lord and Master, that's going to be against His will as our King. And there's a reason why our King has boundaries to His privilege and freedom. It's not to go into the world of sinful activities. Again, it has that moment of youth where we think we think we're sowing our wild oaths. Oats, but it, it when you look back at it now, seeing the damage and consequence to it, it, it brought forth abortions, divorce, overdoses, murder, adultery, fornication. Like I mean, it's just. It brings a lot of it brings a lot of sorrow and pain. You know, that momentary time when you're young and you don't see tomorrow, you know, every day's now, live it up, boom, 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 let's go to the disco, let's go to the honky tonks, let's go to the beer gardens, let's just get drunk, do drugs, and fornicate. Um there's a there's a snowball to that. It's all fun and games at the beginning. It's so pleasurable. I mean, again, the scar of it remains with you forever. But after a while, it becomes a very burdensome slavery and sorrow. You get old. And you got to live through the consequences of those uh, foolish nights. You know what I'm talking about. I ain't speaking no foreign language. Well, I am, but... So, yeah, that's about it. That's what the song is about. Uh... Having a night out, dancing, whatnot. What does it mean for me and my family? Well, we, we dance together. We have fun. It's innocent. It's innocent. And that's exactly what it should be, really. We have to keep it innocent as, as Christians. What do you guys think? Make sense? I appreciate you all for this session. It will be done for now. Abba. Dancing Queen. There are other songs we might tackle from them coming in the future, but most of their songs were um, quite simple lyrics, nothing too deep. This one here about the disco life, and it does capture the culture of the day in the 70s. It does. I mean, 
You can't have a song about music in the 70s and not bring out ABBA. It would be the same as like saying you can't talk about the Bee Gees. <laughs> the Bee Gees, man. Disco. Come on. Um, so yeah, all that kind of good stuff. Please consider following, subscribing, giving a thumbs up, sharing, commenting, all that stuff. And please consider uh, supporting it at itssouls.locals.com. My name is Stefan Maier. My, my, uh, uh, my website at itssouls.com. And I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada, uh, ministering uh, to this location. So by all means, get involved. Find out what, who we are, what we do. We can have conversations. Is that okay? Is that all right? Stay focused, stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow on Wednesday, we have our Bible studies. And we've been going through the book of Genesis. On Thursdays, we have our topical trip. We have a topical discussion. And on Fridays, current events, socio-political stuff. And I only go live on Fridays. I don't always on every Friday, but maybe like once every other Friday, if you will. One on, one off. And on Mondays, it's the Sermon Sunday, where I upload the sermon that I shared with the congregation on Sunday. Good stuff. All right, my friends. You are loved. You are appreciated. Till next time, peace out.